everybody, it is your girl, the one, the only, Spreadsheet Sasha. Welcome back to Murder Blows, or what would be Murder Blows if we were able to record this week. We weren't. Things are a little bit crazy, so we're going to take a little bit of what we are calling a summer vacation. That just means, for the next couple of weeks, you're going to have some non-murder blowy content. Which is great. It's going to be great. We're going to use this opportunity to introduce you to podcasts we love, to do a little flip-flop, uh... You know, so the content is still coming, but the True Murder Blows format will return to your listening ears on September 7th. So hang out for that, and please enjoy our first little bit of a flip-flop, where I'm going to introduce you to our girls at Streamweavers. It is Violet, it is Maisie, the same girls you already know and love, but I'm very selfishly introducing you to my favorite episode of theirs so far, one that features uh, a movie that I grew up with and loved. No, it isn't Deliverance. Enjoy. Again, are you guys like, back? Consistently impressed that we actually made this happen. <laughs> I am <laughs> knowing what we've been through Fucking... and the trials and tribulations of this podcast. I've never cried over a podcast, <laughs> but I've cried over the episodes that didn't happen. <laughs> oh my god, R- rip so many episodes! <laughs> <laughs> I think. I've talked about movies that I wanted to pick so many times on those episodes, and it just never happened. Anyways, um, yeah. hey, thanks for coming back. I'm Violet, and as always, this and I'm is... Maisie. Yeah, um, we're getting our, our footing. I think. I hope you enjoyed the last episode. I still can't stop thinking about Tusk. Never stop I... thinking about Tusk. I mean, now we know what a walrus penis looks like, and I, that is something I've. I mean. Maybe I've been curious about. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't ever in any zoo books, so I never learned. But now I know. Mm. True fact. True fact. Um, <laughs> you've been watching anything new this week? Anything on the old uh, boob tube? Big Little Eyes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I was. Oh yeah. No spoilers for uh fans that aren't caught up or like I don't care about Big Little. If you don't care about Big Little Lies, though. I don't care about you. No, <laughs> no my own my own husband is like I I don't want to watch that, and I was like, well, you're wrong. First of all, every time I try and explain a show like Big Little Lies or something close to it, or even a movie, uh, to my boyfriend, he always goes, "It sounds like there's a lot going on, like a lot of drama. It's just drama." You're correct. And I was like, well crafted and well written and well cinematographered. Cinematographer feed, feed. Uh, it's shot well. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he he uh, started at his new store this week, and apparently a very uh, young coworker was like, "You know what show you need to watch? Shameless." 
And he's heard me like ramble about how much I love Shameless so much that he was like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend's really into that show. He's like, it's just not for me. It just sounds like a lot of drama, which fair. That show pretty much is just a lot of drama. Um, And she goes, no, but it's crazy because they're like so poor. (laughs) So poor? Yeah. And I was like, (laughs) I've never heard that show explained by someone who's obviously never been like broke dirt ass poor <laughs> because oh, what a weird like thing to take away from a show not like oh <laughs> their pain that they go through or like you know <laughs> like struggles. having to see their parent go through that or the struggle or like the <laughs> fiona like taking care of the family just like they're so poor <laughs> I know. and i was just like i i think i'm more embarrassed by the fact that like that show i relate to it on so many levels to see it from an outsider's perspective that obviously has, like, no grasp of a life actually being like that blew my mind. Right. Wow. Cannot relate. No. <laughs> can, can relate to Shameless. Cannot relate to that girl. <laughs> Truly. Uh. <laughs> um, if she starts listening to this podcast, sorry, chick. <laughs> hey, just... maybe watch something else. <laughs> <laughs> There's this show called The Hills, and they're, like, so rich. <laughs> Oh my god, you would love it. Have you ever watched a Housewives series? 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10 would... I really like the... uh, To be honest, I really like the New Jersey Housewives. I used to watch uh, the Housewives of Orange County when it was like the only one on. And I got... This is like 2009, maybe? Like, I got really into their storyline as a (laughs) high school sophomore. But, man, Vicky is just so controlling oh Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> that's a real person <laughs> um yeah but on that note big little lies has been great <laughs> yeah but that gift that we really like where the girl's like that's my opinion <laughs> oh yeah that's that's tamara from housewives of orange county oh my gosh she's I what that like she's what they call an og housewife that should really just be the tagline for this podcast. Because I'm the sure OG I'm... housewife. Oh no, that's my opinion. <laughs> oh but yeah, in a screamy voice. That's so, so much better. Um, yeah, I I think. Well, I started easy, literally like two hours ago or an hour ago. Um, season three. Um, what's that? Oh man. Uh, so I really like this director. Uh. His name is Joe Swanberg. He's also an actor. Uh, I think he was in VHS 1. Um, but uh, he makes these movies uh, and now this TV show that are almost completely improv. Uh, he did Drinking oh, Buddies wow. with Olivia Wilde, Jake Johnson, uh, and Anna Kendrick, and that guy from that movie that I can never remember his name. I always want to say Ron Livingston, and I don't think that's it, but I'm sure they look identical. Anyways, um, but yeah, Drinking Buddies is, like, completely improvised. Uh, he just kind of, like, builds a story, and the actors kind of act their way through it. Um, but he does the show uh, on Netflix. It's a Netflix exclusive called Easy, and I think the best way to describe it is it's a comedy show about different walks of sexuality mm. and like relationships um mm. 
and it's got a great cast dave franco mark maron um god so many comedians i can't even think of the names of i think tessa thompson is one of the girls in there or maybe i'm getting her confused with another very beautiful actress i can't remember her name either but <laughs> anyways the show is really really good i did realize i should not watch it with my windows open though oh lots um, of sounds maybe uh and imagery uh yeah oh uh, in the most recent episode they do like kind of a bdsm episode and there's like a three minute run of this dude blowing a strap on okay <laughs> and the the nice thing about that show is that like i giggle because i am inordinately a five-year-old um, right but i always feel bad because i'm like this is like what people need to do sometimes and that's okay and it's not weird right but then like there's another side of me that's like oh my god there's a wiener in his mouth there's a rubber wiener rubber wiener oh. <laughs> one more time for the people in the back what was it <laughs> there's a rubber wiener in his mouth i'm going to laugh at this <laughs> i'm keeping all of those in. <laughs> if you like rubber wieners good on you um on that <laughs> related note kind of uh we're going to see mark Marin in august <gasps> oh my god he's the best he's i'm so excited Fuck, yes i when i saw him in north carolina i think i saw him in charlotte uh he was fucking great i love love mark Marin. um very excited for season three of glow too you get to see oh him yeah in the same month as season three. Oh, is that august oh my god oh man. yeah I'm very. I love that show. Are you into Glow? Yeah. yeah, we watched all of it. Good, good, good. <laughs> then that's how that's how John. So John only knows Mark Maron from Glow, and I was like, oh my gosh, he's a comedian. He has a podcast because there's an episode of Glow where he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, hey, that's a homage to his podcast. And he's yeah. like, what? And I was like, you, what the fuck with Mark Maron? You've never heard of that. <laughs> He's like, no, no. It's like, well, you should listen. Of course, he didn't because he doesn't listen to podcasts. He listens to one money-related podcast, and it's very fine. I don't know. It's very whatever. Fine. It's very fine. Good it's a uh, good job. Good job on you. Um, but yeah, he really liked him in Glow, and I think he's maybe watched some YouTube clips of like the show Marin and stuff. But it's me that's like, I want to go see Mark Marin, and then he surprised me with tickets. So I was like, yay! Nice. Yeah. Now we go. Now we go. Mm-hmm. Um, his show is really that. good, too. Yeah. I liked I liked what I saw. I haven't watched it all the way through. It's good. Sometimes it's kind of hard because it... I don't know. I love his brand of humor, but I think that's just because it's pretty much the same as my own. Um, right. <laughs> just grumpy old <laughs> Jewish humor. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't know if Jewish humor is a thing. I'll tell you what. Um, I'm reading, I'm reading it right now. Um, yeah, yeah. And I understand that it takes place in, I think, 1968. And that was a very racist time. Mm-hmm. But I felt the same way. This is a really hot take. I felt like Ooh. I was the only person in the world that didn't like The Hateful Eight. Oh, I haven't seen it. It's a Tarantino movie. Um, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I feel but, like everybody knew it. But it's like, I get so burnt out on hearing the N-word. Oh, my God. And it's yes. Like, God, like, and it makes my skin crawl. Well, there's, like, a whole chapter 
And it's just like literal racial slurs towards the uh, black kid, Mike Hanlon, in the book. There's also uh. a whole chapter of just like Jewish slurs. And I was just like, wow, I haven't heard some of these words in a hot minute. <laughs> right. And I, wow. And like I said, I understand that they're like, oh, this is just how it was in that time period. So like, this is it. But it, I am so self-aware of how uncomfortable those words are. And I say uncomfortable because, like, it just, oh, it makes my skin crawl. And, like, I verbally gasp or go, oh, wow, every single time I hear it. <laughs> like, I, I mean, we recently watched uh, Pulp Fiction. And. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, wow. Great movie. All right. But... Okay. Yeah. But... Great movie. <laughs> you know, what's funny is uh <laughs> I was looking through movies to pick this week, and I was like, how funny would it be if I picked Pulp Fiction? <laughs> oh, my God. We watched it, like, two days ago, so I would have been like, yeah, I'm good. Let's go now. Yeah. It would, uh, yeah. But I didn't want to start a trend. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Please but, don't. But you, we know don't need to... you know what's funny, though, is in um, the How Redneck Saved Hollywood show that I went and saw with Joe Bob Briggs, he played um a clip from deliverance and a clip from pulp fiction really yeah um but i i did not go with pulp fiction because i've seen pulp fiction quite enough um i'm i'm good for now i i do rewatch mm -hmm. it but it's it's not the tarantino movie i seek out the most it's hilarious sorry if you can hear it it's hilarious to me because growing up like i've talked to, well not on, i don't know about on this podcast but i've talked about how my dad would watch movies in like a recliner in the middle of the living room and we had doors that would close off the living room and I would sneak in behind him and he'd be like get in here and watch this with me or you know don't tell your mother or you don't need to see this go to bed and one of the movies he always talked about was Pulp Fiction and that was like one of his favorite movies he loved it whatever and I remember watching it in like bits and pieces obviously as a kid yeah <laughs> but um when I was older and watched it as an adult, I was like, your favorite movie? Your favorite movie? Like, your favorite movie? <laughs> like, I was like, there's a lot here. <laughs> there's a lot of levels. Yeah. And then, like, the, the older I got and I, like, watched it, you know, like, I get it. Because it's, it's an insane story. It's shot incredibly well. Mm. There's just, like, so many levels to it. But... I don't know, just as a kid, like, your dad watching that, who is, like, at one point a Bible school teacher, and then, like, also <laughs> watches Bolt Fiction. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I love you, Dad. Please don't. Please don't be mad. <laughs> well, no, and, and I'll, I'll say this. I have this really bad habit, or I did, I guess now it's not so much, but if someone really overhypes them no actually this is still very relevant if someone really overhypes a movie for me especially mm -hmm. something like a cult classic yeah. it has to hit certain levels for me and i know this is a very hot take this is this week's hot take um i got plenty of them but i remember seeing pulp fiction for the first time and being like well that was okay and just yeah. being like oh well you know i mean the gimp, like the gimp scene is pretty damn crazy but <laughs> yeah what was it 95 or 98 yeah something like that um but i mean i i saw it when i was a good deal older but it was one of the last tarantino movies i ever saw too 
So, like, I had Reservoir Dogs and Glorious Bastards both kill yeah. whales. Like, right, right, right. By then, my mind was already so blown away that, like, by the time I hit Pulp Fiction, which is funny because it is probably his best work, it's definitely not one of my favorites. I also love Jackie Brown. I know one fucking likes Jackie Brown. <laughs> Jackie Brown? Is that the chick at the restaurant? Because uh, I like her and no one likes her. Jackie Brown is, like, the... It's the movie about, um, God, she, uh, she's like laundering money through, she's a, an airline hostess. Yeah. It's got Samuel Jackson, which I guess most of his movies have Samuel Jackson, but, um, but yeah, I love that movie and I feel like no one jumps for it when it comes to Tarantino, but. Michael Keaton. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is he in that movie? (laughs) I have, I have this, uh. Movie, or I did have this movie saved on something. You okay? Oh, yeah. Sorry, that thunder. Uh, oh, was that what that was? Yeah, that was thunder. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so jealous of an afternoon thunderstorm on a Sunday. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Oh, fuck. Yeah, so it wasn't even supposed to rain today. It was supposed to be just cloudy. And it it's, like, really sunny right now, but then, like, a torrent of rain will just blow through, and then it will be sunny again. It's real weird. Real weird afternoon, but I'm here for it. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, if you confuse us to what happened there for a second, Violet and I went on a tangent about Pulp Fiction, and most, almost like 98% of the time we will be doing this podcast, she'll say a name, and I will have to Google it because I'm bad at names, but I'm good at faces. <laughs> so if you hear silence then you'd be like oh yeah that's what i'm doing i just <laughs> looked it up googling away and i do have jackie brown saved on some sort of a platform to watch later that's good because i was like oh yeah i like that chick pam greer oh yeah pam greer is like there's some i get this like this must be how it feels to be a little girl in this era and have so many strong female role models in film because when i was a kid like no offense but they were very like few and far between far between but there are still actresses to this day where i get this like just starry-eyed like oh my god they're so cool like yeah and she's one of them i remember seeing jackie brown and just being like oh to be pam greer like what a what a <laughs> I what a wife yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i still get i got that today with burt reynolds so <laughs> i guess i don't just get you it. didn't see me almost spit out my coffee i can't <laughs> wait to talk about burt reynolds dude who oh my god i have so many funny burt reynolds stories too like i how <laughs> oh boy i just love burt reynolds <laughs> do you remember let me Pause pause for the cause. Let me try not to make the loudest noise every time I put my coffee down. Um, right in 2016, before we left Tennessee, do you remember Burt Reynolds was shooting a movie in Knoxville? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mad Dog, Old Dogs? Not, uh, old Dogs is with Robin Williams. Dog Dick? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> That's um, like the second time in a week that movie's come up in my life, BTW. Oh, no. <laughs> of all the Robin Williams movies to come I up. know. I'm sorry. Um, did that movie ever come out? It did. I never saw it. <laughs> I what re- was it? Had Ariel Winter in it? I think so. I remember seeing the cover when I worked at Popcorn Video. If anyone at Popcorn Video listens to this podcast, 
Hey, what's up? Great company. Keep it up. Um, but I remember seeing the cover and being like, oh, yeah, they were shooting this movie. And not Dog that. years. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. That's the um, ticket. Anyway, basically, Burt Reynolds was being driven around in a uh, golf cart in my hometown <laughs> <laughs> while they were shooting the movie Dog Years. And uh, they shot a lot in the um, Neyland Stadium, which at the time I lived l- literally right next to. I could see the jumbo screen from my bathroom. <laughs> Fun fact <laughs> that no one needed. Uh, I was really close in the vicinity to Burt Reynolds, but never saw him. I know. I used to do this weird thing when I was a kid when I would find out that celebrities were. Um, I mean, I live so close to Nashville. It was just like one time I remember Brandon Novak was like, love being in Nashville here all day. Come hang out. And my friend and I like were so pissed because we were going to go. And our, I think my friend's parents made us go to a pawn shop or some shit. But oh, we were there for hours. And we were so mad because we were like, we could have met Brandon Novak today. I mean, not that we really could have. Nashville's such a huge fucking city, but. Right. But yeah, I used to really scope out. But I've noticed something about myself, though, is that um, even if I am within a close vicinity of a celebrity, I will not walk up to them unless I'm, like, paying them to meet me. Oh, you know, no, no. At, like, a convention, like, I can't do it. I've been in those situations we stayed in the same hotel uh, as one of my favorite cosplayers. And I went to walk up to talk to them. And I immediately, like, just veered, like, in the opposite direction. <laughs> oh, I was in line at a Starbucks. And I went up to talk to them. And I was just like, hey, I'm- coffee's ready. And <laughs> I walked away. And freaking Yellow Wolf used to come into my Starbucks all the damn time. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He told me that, and I didn't know what a yellow wolf was. <laughs> He's so cool, but he was kind of a dick to me. But it's okay. It's okay. He hangs out with Bam Margera now. It's fine. <laughs> I just remember I just, locking I just said I wasn't going to do that laugh. <laughs> I love it, though. Come on now. Go but on. the name Bam Margera just... <sighs> it takes me back to years that I love reveling in and also hate with every fiber in my being. I always thought, bam, hot take. <laughs> Ooh, that was a, I always, that was a laugh. <laughs> I know that was that was a very uh, Jewish laugh of you to go to the bottom of your throat to get it, and I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, is that problematic? I can cut that out. Uh, <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> uh, what was I saying? Bam oh, Bam Margera was my least favorite. Really? I just. After, like, he's just like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe because he was always next to Ryan Dunn, and Ryan was always like, yeah, I'll do it. Oh. And then Bam is like, yeah. I'm like, we already have Steve-O. Like, just <laughs> calm down. Calm no, down. What's funny, too, is no one likes Steve-O. Like, there are so Why? Many, there were so That's... many interviews, and people were like, when Sivo got brought on board, we were like, wow, this guy's crazy. He's going to do so well. But we all kind of wanted to kill him. Like, he was awful. But he was also on a lot of drugs. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. 
See, I Bam used to be my favorite because my best friend's favorite was Johnny Knoxville. So I like mm-hmm. who's who's my favorite now? I, him and Steve-O. I kind of love all of them, but uh, this is a fun fact for those of you that don't know. I don't know if I talked about it in the last episode, but Jackass is like my second biggest obsession. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I mm-hmm. don't know why. I don't get it. I don't want to understand it. I don't want to dive into that level of weird psyche. Yeah, no. <laughs> I remember I would watch the commentary and someone would make a joke. They were like, dude, don't say that. Uh, we want to look cool for the chicks. And Johnny Knoxville would be like, there's no fucking women that listen to this commentary. And I would just <laughs> kind of like side eye myself. Like, oh, ooh, you're probably right. But, ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I love those fucking movies and shows. And uh, did you see Dick House is producing an Eric Andre movie in the style of Bad Grandpa? No, I saw the trailer for it. So we'll get to that segment in just a second. But I did. I made it to the pictures this week. Um, oh, what'd you see? What'd you see? I went and saw motherfucking Child's Play. Um, oh, which what a dope experience for one because I hate going to theaters on opening night. I, we live in a time where I literally every single time I go to the theater get like such bad anxiety and paranoia that there's going to be a shooting. So I don't make it uh, nearly as much as I used to. But I went to this one and I saw, oh, it was crazy busy. And it was like 530 on a Friday and it was slam busy and there were children everywhere. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Toy Story 4 comes out today. (gasps) So, like, everyone was going to see Toy Story 4, and there were maybe, like, 15 people in my theater for Child's Play. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Which, I mean, the movie did well at the box office this weekend, so, like, my theater not having a ton of people in it makes me feel justified in enjoy- reveling in that fact. Um, right. But it was so good. But there was a trailer for this new Eric Andre movie um, done in the style of Bad Grandpa where all the pranks are real. It's also got Tiffany Haddish. Is that her name? Yeah, she's in it. Um, and I love Eric Andre, but uh, yeah, it's a prank show, but it's scripted except for the pranks, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, um, very excited for that. I think my boyfriend just like discovered a whole new weird side to me though, because he was like, "Wow," when th- when the trailer ended, he goes, "Okay, wow," and I was just like, "I can't wait to see that." <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I love it. But yeah. Um, but yeah, Child's Play was awesome. Um, going in as a horror fan and a really big fan of the original, just right now, get it out of the way. It's so different. You could literally change the title and it would still be awesome. Like, I Ooh. actually would have preferred them to just change the title of the movie. Um, <gasps> yeah, It's so different. It's It's a whole new chucky like everything is different um literally everything even the plot like no serial killer just like corrupt ai um okay yeah it's very very different but i very much enjoyed it it made me laugh so hard it's super gory which is super fun um i did feel bad though because i watch so many horror movies that like really gory over the top kills make me laugh hysterically and so mm-hmm. it was dead quiet, and I won't spoil this kill, but there's a very, very uh, over-the-top kill. And I cackled. It, <gasps> it scared my boyfriend. He, like, jumped a mile. 
but the uh. baby was dead quiet. And I was just like, sorry, that was just really funny. <laughs> and he's like, you thought that was funny? <laughs> like, um, yeah, yep, I uh, I did, can't deny it. We also watched Devil's uh, listen, Rejects the night learn- before. So I'm disturbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, I highly recommend it. Uh, Mark Hamill is a great Chucky. Um, you can, tell, <laughs> you can tell he had fun doing it. Like, I don't know. I love Mark Hamill, but, um, he needs yeah. to have a little fun. He seems super stressed lately. <laughs> and fucking Aubrey Plaza. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I adore her. And like in this movie, I was like, there's no way I'm going to buy her being a mom. Like, there's no way I'm going to buy that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so used to April Ludgate and seeing her just look like angry and everything. But she's so good. Yes. She's phenomenal in this movie. The whole cast is great. I mean, I just, I'm very, very excited to see what this franchise becomes. I want to see Aubrey Plaza come back. The characters were really well written. Um, yeah, it was a super enjoyable movie. There was also a trailer for Seth Rogen's new movie. I think it's called good boys or bad mm. boys i don't know it's got a lot oh, of I... tweens cursing in it but okay listen here <laughs> <laughs> it it looks very i i laughed through the whole trailer but once again it's that like inner five to twelve year old boy that just giggles at every penis and fart joke within a hundred mile radius so bad boys is that what it's called yeah. Not with Martin Lawrence and Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is not. <laughs> okay. Now we know. Um, but yeah, and that was my week at the pictures. At the pictures. I cannot remember the last time I went to a theater. Um, honestly? Oh, nope. It was a... Uh... Oh, my God. The Last Avengers. Infinity. Not Endgame. Yeah. I still haven't seen Endgame. But I think before that, it was Get Out. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty hard. What a good one, though. (laughs) I know. The movie I saw before this one in theaters was Detective Pikachu, and I loved it. Uh, It was beautiful. It was a work of art. (laughs) Work of art. Yeah, it was really great. I'm not even lying. I loved it. (laughs) I saw that before I saw, like... I had the option to go see Endgame. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Scout's having a nightmare. Wake up, bud. Oh. Um, <laughs> uh, and I saw Detective Pikachu instead. I think you might have made a better choice. Hey, bud. I mean, um. I enjoyed it, but. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Maisie. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, I almost dropped my pen. Um, now, here's the fun part. Uh. What movie do you want to talk about first? <laughs> I honestly would like to talk about Deliverance first so we can get it out of the way. I think that's a great idea. <laughs> would you, do you want to read the, um, a synopsis of Deliverance sure. and tell us the main cast? Absolutely. And I feel like from here on out, that's a good way to like start every movie. Just in case people are like, what's that? That sounds familiar, but I don't know what you're talking about. You know? Yes. Um, cool. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Deliverance was made in 1972. It was directed by John Borman and uh, starred John Voight as Ed. 
um, who we discovered also kind of looks like Rylan Adams. <laughs> I'm right. <laughs> yes, very much. Um, Burt Reynolds is Lewis. Uh, Ned Beatty is Bobby. And Ronnie Cox is Drew. Um, let's see. Oh, I almost jumped into my notes and I was like, no, no, no. Kick it back. Kick it back. <laughs> um, it's about four city-dwelling friends uh, deciding to get away from their jobs, wives, and kids for a week of canoeing in rural, rural Georgia. That's funny, because it... Okay, anyways. Um, when the men arrive, they are not welcomed by the backwoods locals who stalk the vacationers and savagely attack them in the woods. Um, so it's essentially four dudes going on a canoe trip, and these inbred rednecks um, <laughs> are not big fans of the way they wear their vests, and they try and kind of stalk them, and they try and escape the woods um, slash river. Um, fun facts about the, well, I have trivia, but, um, this kind of shocks me. This kind of shocked me. I, so I got the ratings for both movies, um, on IMDb, it has a 7.7 out of 10. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 93%. Yeah. And an 82% on Metacritic. Now I'm shocked because the other movie that we picked for this week has such, like, ridiculously low scores. I know. It's rude. I think so, too. I think so, too. But, um, yeah, my notes for this are so funny because it just says Burt Reynolds is the coolest. I fucking love the banjo. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, whenever, I've learned that whenever I watch a movie, my bullet points are not like, oh, real, like, real thoughts about, I'm just like, what is this about? (laughs) We're not this down for later, so I remember to talk about, like... (laughs) Yeah, same. Like, I have 12 and a half inch long cucumber, 10 and a half inches around. Wow. Oh, my God. That lady. Okay. <laughs> She's Start like every off. woman I've ever gone to church with. Oh, 100%. She's at every church potluck. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Maisie, uh, I'm going to mm-hmm. ask. I should also note, this movie was nominated for three Academy Awards. Woof. including best picture best director and best editing and it won a grammy for dueling banjos no true fact it that won... is that the one and only time there's ever been that category i think it won oh, for like no it's a song okay yeah yeah, yeah. The, i'm a pure idiot like the the dueling <laughs> banjo scene with the kid and the guitar so they yeah like, yeah I guess they took it from a song from 1955, but they rewrote it and mastered it or whatever and redid it yes. for the movie. And it won yes. a freaking Grammy. That's insane. That blows my mind. I can't believe how popular this movie was in 1972 for the content in it. <laughs> I think that for 1972, this movie was uh, groundbreaking. And wow. when people saw that, they were like, whoa, wait. A, that can happen to we can do stuff like that. Not like stuff like that, but like you can In make movies. movies like that. Yeah, absolutely. So, I and guess- also I have a question now. Yeah. Um, this is showing my true ignorance. Um, so when they say, like, you see all those bumper stickers that are like, keep paddling. I hear banjos. Is that what this is from? True fact. Yeah, it was the, and this is pretty gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> So the first, I should note, the first time I watched this movie, I don't think I made it past the, I'll affectionately call it the squeal like a pig scene. Oh, I'm pretty God. sure I just turned it off and I was like, I'm done. 
Um, which yeah. is crazy because this time, but it, it was way worse than I remembered too. Like I was telling everybody, I was like, I'm really excited to finish this movie because I just, I don't remember anything about that movie other than Burt Reynolds hair and that scene. It's like burned into my mind <laughs> side by side. Um, no, <laughs> um, but, uh, I totally lost my train of thought just thinking about that damn scene again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's horrid. Yeah. Uh, I guess first and foremost, did you like the movie? Um, I think, there we go. Uh, would I watch it again? Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, think, I think in like, I think it rocked 1972. And I think that's what makes it a classic. Cause all of the people that are like older and running companies like Rotten Tomatoes and IMBD were younger when they saw it. And they're like, this was so like crazy at this time. And they have like almost a nostalgia for it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I don't I think I think the story's insane. I think that they really pushed the limits <laughs> with a couple of scenes and I think maybe it was a little longer than it should be, but that's probably a hot take. Um I liked it for what it was. Would I watch it again? No. <laughs> yeah, I think I can, I can put it in the I've seen it. I can make references now. <laughs> Why would I ever do that? But I can. <laughs> well, okay. Now, in all fairness, I have this really awful habit. There was a quote in, I think, did I talk about this on the last episode? I don't know. I I do so many podcasts now. A whole two. Um, no. Um, <laughs> um, but I used to quote, tell, us, tell me about the rabbits, George, um, from Of Mice and Men. I believe I've never seen it or read it. I know that's awful, but I heard it in uh, the movie Fanboys with Dan Fogler um, and Seth Rogen and Kristen Bell. Yeah. About Star Wars nerds. And I thought it was so funny. I thought he was just doing a funny voice. So I would quote it all the time. If someone called me on it and they're like, do you know what that's fucking from, Violet? Because you say it all the time. And I was like, uh, I saw it in Fanboys. And they're like, no, it's just like. It, and then I, I essentially, I won't spoil of mice and men, I guess. Um, but it's this super fucked up scene between, like, about this guy, this autistic kid who, like, rapes a girl. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, so I tried not to use that quote anymore. Um, also, I'm pretty sure I've been using deliverance quotes for years and uh, gonna rethink that one as well. <laughs> um, Whoa. Yeah, I liked it. I really did. I, I thought it was a really great movie. Um, it was very different. I don't know why I didn't expect what I saw. Um, but like you said, for the 70s, this movie is insane. I could not believe. <laughs> so I read that it was nominated for three Academy Awards um, before I watched it. And so when I was watching, I was like, I can't believe this movie did as well as it did. Um, however, this is kind of a fun I have a bunch of trivia on it, but I'll pick certain ones. But uh, Burt Reynolds thinks that the only reason uh, this movie didn't win Best Picture that year was because he did that nude shoot for, I think, Variety. Maybe mm -hmm. not Variety. He did a nude shoot. I used to carry a picture of him in my jacket um, from that <laughs> from that shoot perfect <laughs> it was it was a tattoo artist business card and i kept it for years like i'm talking like six years i had that picture and i carried it everywhere with me but unfortunately i would like forget 
I had it. So I would go to pay for something and just like jam my money in my pocket or something. <laughs> so when I pulled out, I just had this naked picture of Burt Reynolds on a fur rug. <laughs> I fucking love Burt Reynolds. Um, someone this morning, my boyfriend was like, what made you pick Deliverance? Like, you sound like you're not excited about it all. I was like, well, Smokey and the Bandit wasn't on Netflix. <laughs> Honestly, no. listen, I'll only tell you this because it's not on any of the streaming services, but I watched this and I was like, I kind of want to watch Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Not oh, that- <laughs> yeah, like there's something I kind of drunk tweeted about it last night, but like there's something oddly alluring about Southern cinema to me, the same way like up, up north cinema, you know, like Fargo. Um, yeah, it's just like a whole other world. Yeah, and well, and it's funny too because the South is somewhere that I've always kind of, I mean, I've lived essentially, but, and I've always kind of denied it. Like, I don't really, yeah. I, I was always like, I don't enjoy living in the South. But what I tell everybody is I've moved so much over the last like 10 years and I always come back to Nashville. So, yeah. Um, and I love Knoxville. So at the end of the day, like, whatever i i guess i like the south <laughs> there i said it no. uh <laughs> yeah. we don't love her history okay she's just like fun yeah place to live anyway just like banjos i love the banjo so much that dueling banjo scene is so good i love so also uh the kid that played or the actor that played that kid couldn't play the banjo um they swapped it yeah they swapped the hands with a famous banjo player Oh, yeah. Wow. I couldn't even tell. Yeah. No, it was great. But I wasn't looking for that. Um, now that since we're in the banjo scene and like kind of in the beginning of the movie, uh, real quick, I just wanted to talk about Burt Reynolds, a.k.a. Lewis's attire. Oh, I like that my God. everybody was in like, like, you know, like neutral tones, like, <laughs> like long sleeve and, you know, like almost kind of like camo color jackets or whatever. And then here comes Burt Reynolds playing a guy named Lewis, who is obviously the leader of this pack. He seems to know way more about the outdoors than anybody else. Everybody else is just like, seems like a married off bored husband, you know? And they're like, let's go to the woods for adventure. And Burt's like, come on, I can show you how to, I don't know, make chewing gum out of a stick, whatever. (laughs) But he has on this like futuristic, uh, like a like a wetsuit vest that is very tight and very black and like is the unzip just enough so you can see almost all of his chest hair. It's hilarious because he takes off his jacket and you're like, okay, muscles, like we know why you're here. It was just so funny to watch. Everybody else is like hat on and like a you know like kind of dirty or whatever, and he's like shining. Yeah. <laughs> He's just wetsuit vest and like leather pants. Leather pants. He's in it's Georgia just... in the summer, and he's wearing yeah. leather, like some kind of very skin by the river where there's bugs. <laughs> he's just like, I don't care. Mosquitoes don't bite me. They're scared of me. Like, <laughs> cover yourself up. He's yeah. I love Burt Reynolds. Oh my! Um, <laughs> here's a fun trivia fact about Burt Reynolds in this movie. He says it's the best film he's ever been in to this day. Aww. Yeah, he thinks it's. He's like, I'm not saying my performance is the best. I'm saying this is the best movie I've ever been in. So, 
I don't know. I cool. love it. Um, so it's funny that it takes place in Georgia because it was mostly shot on the Chattanooga River. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's also based off of a book. So this is what's interesting. I didn't, I didn't read who was who, um, but in the in the book it tells what all the guys do for their like careers mm-hmm. in the real world. Um, and I think one is like an insurance salesman. I can't. I literally only remember one of them. For sure. Because as soon as I read that, I was like, I bet that's what Burt Reynolds does. Because. No, they, well, they talk about one of them being an insurance and I think it's Drew. I think so too. I think so too. Um, But in the book, I guess one of them is like a soft drink conglomerate. Like he's <sighs> like the head of a soft drink company or something. And I was like, that's Burt Reynolds. I'm calling it. I didn't even read into it. It's probably not. I was just like, how funny would that be? If Conglomerate. Like, during the week, he's like, hey, you got to try a new Shasta. But on the weekends, he just wears leather out to the river. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just couldn't stop picturing it. I was like, oh, yeah, he's the he's the soda man. That's so funny. Um, That's very random. <laughs> He's yeah. a soda man. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Burt Reynolds. Um, uh, in my notes, I put whenever I watch a movie, I like to think like, which one would I be? Like, which which person am I? And I put, I'm the guy that keeps taking his glasses on and off because like every time they would <laughs> hit the water, like yes. <laughs> anytime they would hit white water, Drew would like take his glasses off. And anytime he had to look at something close up, he would take his glasses off. And that's just me if I've ever seen it also when shit goes down he's like we should go to the police and is like freaking out also me uh (laughs) true i kind of do the same thing in movies and i'm not saying i'm badass enough to be burt reynolds but when you were like describing everyone's color palette (laughs) you know their their attire oh yeah yeah and then walking up was like burt reynolds and like all black like he was the goth of the group. And I was like, oh, shit, I'm Burt Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so I won't dabble too much on this scene because it is pretty horrific. Um, but the squeal like a pig scene mm. is... Also, before the squeal like a pig scene, so sorry. No, John no. Wade's character, uh, I wrote down Mr. Sir because that's who he was in Holes. What's his Ed. name in this? Ed. Ed. Uh, so... <laughs> What? All my whole kids out there? Just, I'm not the only like, one. No, you're definitely not. But just that that's what you clung to. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, because I saw him on the screen. I was like, oh, my God, it's Meriwether. And then I was like, Mr. Sir. Anyway. <laughs> also, we just watched Seinfeld. And there's an episode where George Costanza buys a car because he thinks it was John Voight's car. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, anyway, it's so dumb. How serendipitous. Um, how serendipitous. Full circle. Wow. Look at that. Um, that's not what I was getting to. Anyway, so before the scene that Violet's about to talk about, they've essentially been on the river all day. They stop. They camp overnight. And they're all, like, drinking by the fire. And then they all go to their separate tents. And Ed looks at Lewis. And he's like, don't you just love it out here? He says something like, you know, you know, in the city, like, there's all kinds of stuff that could happen but he says out here who's gonna get us or something like that and i was just like you dummy like you never say anything like that when you're with a group of friends 
Truly. Especially outside. Who's gonna? Who, what's gonna get us out here? We're safe in the woods. Ugh. You fool. Uh, <laughs> you fool. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Hi, welcome to Appalachia. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I, like I said, I'm not gonna really delve into that scene too much just because it's pretty cut and dry. Um, right. I, I, so as much as it was burned into my mind, I completely forgot who it was uh, mm-hmm. that was the victim of this. Um, and I was shocked <laughs> when they started, as soon as he looked at Ned Beatty and said, take off your britches, I was like, oh my god, it's Ned Beatty. Oh, yeah. My god. Um, but uh, uh, something that I thought was really awesome about this scene, though, was when after things were, I mean, escalating, I think they had, uh, I can't remember if they had a gun pointed at, at Ed or not. And then he, like, sees Burt Reynolds out of the corner of his eye with fucking the biggest bow and arrow I've ever seen. Ever. Katniss who? <laughs> yeah. Look out. <laughs> Did she learn from Burt Reynolds? Um, <laughs> Probably. I think, I think I read somewhere that the author of the book taught him how to shoot a bow and arrow, too. That's so insane. Yeah. That's awesome. It took him, like, four weeks, and he was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was like, oh, this movie's about to escalate. But something that... So, okay. Burt Reynolds comes in, shoots dude through the chest. One of my favorite lines in the whole movie. I'm going to quote it wrong, but because I didn't write it down or anything. But he's like, isn't there anything we can do for him? And Burt Reynolds, in essence, looks at him. He's like, are you kidding me with a shot like that? Like, there's no way. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's I like, killed, did you see what I just did? I killed the shit out of him. <laughs> I think he said something like, it's it's right through his chest or something like yeah, that. He's, he's like, like, it's look a at straight that. shot. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, that's literally Burt Reynolds. Like, come on, you're not going to give it up to like how good I just killed this guy. Um. But I think that kind of threw me off. Like, I get that they're like, oh, no, we killed somebody. We have to go to the police. And Burt Reynolds is like, nah, I'm good. But I definitely, like, I don't know why people were so scared that, I mean, you could take DNA evidence, like, off of any of them right now, but especially Ned Beatty, and obviously see it was self-defense, but. Yeah. But who knows? I, I was, like, totally down to hide the body. You know, I was like, I would not be the one to be like, oh, no, let's go to the police. Because if the police are, you know, involved and they kind of mention it later in the film that one of them may or may not have been related to, which we're all kin here. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And and that there's obvious like tie ins with that family, mm-hmm. you know, it with the police. So it's like, yeah, just hide the body. Come on, boys. <laughs> come on boys i feel like if it had been a group of girls they 100 percent would have been like let's just chop up the body burn it and like leave it no one's ever gonna no. find it put it in the river goodbye yeah don't you rape gender gender swap ned Beatty and think you can get away with it um in, in a female i would 100 percent watch a female like remake of this movie though i would can we just not have a rape scene that would be cool i mean that's that's fair but um, but i mean like that's kind of <laughs> it's one of the driving points of the not driving points but i think it's what makes this movie it, it really like i said i knew it was in here which is why i was so nervous about picking it but i saw it was on netflix and i just had to <laughs> yeah but uh i i don't know why i just 
even when it started happening, I was like cringing the whole time. And I was like, I just know it's going to happen. And it was so much worse than I remember. Well, I don't think I like, I think I inhaled mm-hmm. when they got captured. Mm-hmm. And then I never exhaled until the guy was like leaning against a branch. And I was like, okay. All right. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I want to do this podcast no. with Violet. I picked Violet to do a movie podcast. With. No, because I'm like, I'm ready for it. I'm ready. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I mean, I gotta give it up to that redneck actor though that whoa laid on laid on that branch, yeah, and like had his face smushed in for like at least an hour. I would say. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, yeah, I wow, the acting in this movie is really incredible. Like, it's so good. Um, so I figure we've talked enough about Deliverance. Maybe I'm gonna hammer through some of these trivia facts um oh wait i got you i got some i got like four more bullet points oh yeah that are just like then. my bullet points thought- were literally just like yeah that's it the cucumber and how much i love banjos <laughs> these are just like thoughts i have when i watch a movie okay so um i'm the guy that keeps taking his glasses on and off uh so once they get down the river and Okay, first of all, this is not any way a brag. I'm just saying I know what happens and I know what it feels like and I know how it goes. But when you're whitewater rafting or doing any type of thing on a river and there's whites around, it's terrifying. So I don't know what like class of rapids that was, but I have been whitewater rafting from anywhere between three and five. And five is like the max they want regular people to do. Six is like... Niagara Falls like don't even go over there um the scene where they fall out of the canoe and they're all like being swooshed around in the water was terrifying to me and that's exactly like I don't know what kind of camera setup that was but that's exactly what it's like when you get pushed out of the boat or the the water like knocks you out and you're just like you're you're one with the river you're at the river's grace and so one of the things they tell you is like rafting 101 keep your feet out if you fall in the water keep your feet in front of you so where you can see them and it's like when you fall out of a boat like that and you're swishing around in the water that's all you can think about but you're like where the fuck are my legs like i can't get my legs up there because there's white water tossing you around Mm -hmm. so which i i like that it seems like they had some type of training when it comes to this because John Voight, you can like almost see his legs the entire time. And <laughs> as soon as Bert like kind of comes up, he's like my leg. And I was like, should have kept your legs out. I know it's hard, but you should have kept your legs out. Come on, Bert Reynolds. <laughs> Come on, Bert. Literally everything else, but keep your legs out. So they, Bert's like, I broke my leg. Oh my God. So they put him up on this rock and you see like, I know it's 1972 and I know it's supposed to be like, the femur sticking out of the side of his thigh mm-hmm. but it looked like a wet rag oh yeah it, <laughs> okay and i know it's 1972 but i'm a texas chainsaw massacre fan mm, <laughs> they made yes. like so leatherface like drops the chainsaw on his leg and like the skin like bubbles uh-huh it looks so good though but that movie was yeah. made in the 70s so come on deliverance like you probably had a bigger budget if you were casting yeah, but I I mean, I still winced because they're like, oh my god, it's bone. I was like, no, it's, that's it. <coughs> um, yeah, same. I knew the pain he was in, so I was like, oh, yeah. Gross. 
um anyway there's that whole scene and then they get back on the boat and the way that burt reynolds or lewis's leg is wrapped up it looks like his leg is gone like from the knee down it looks like they did you see that yeah i did i did so i just put where's burt's leg because i was like i was like did i miss a scene where they like took it off and he didn't bleed out like what (laughs) happened so that confused me um and then spoiler alert they find drew who had died and his arm is like it's like that stretch you do when you're trying to stretch out your like shoulder (laughs) and you put your you put your arm behind your head and hold your elbow with your other hand but it's like super exaggerated and you can like see shoulder blade and it really bothered me that they didn't move his arm down when they found him and then i, I but i went on imdb and there's people that are like so if this was actually happening he would have really hit rigor mortis and if you tried to take his arm down it would have come off oh, <laughs> i was wow. like you know what good point good on you good thinking that through not don't move him um, I could not help but laugh, though, and this is probably pretty messed up, but I could not help but laugh at when, and I, I like Drew as a character, good guy, good guy, this Drew, um, but John Voight, uh, Ed, is, like, holding him in the water, uh-huh. and it's such yeah. a beautiful, sad scene, but then he, like, lays his head <laughs> on the, like, disjointed, like, fucked up arm, and I laughed out loud, and I felt so mean, because I was like, he's having, like, such a big moment. But just to see Drew, like, fucking jacked up. Oh, slumped over. <laughs> and, and then he, the actor. He just, like, lays his head on his arm. But he starts, like, blinking because he knows he's about to go underwater. Yeah. Uh, 1972, you're so pure. So um, pure. And then the part that really got me, that made me chuckle, is when they're, uh, what's his name? Bobby. Robert and Ed yes. are um, talking to the police or whatever, and Ed is kind of freaking out because Bobby's freaking out because the police might know something that they're not supposed to know. And so they decide to discuss their story in an open breezeway oh, yeah. where the echo is insane, and you can hear every word from outside, probably. I just thought that was funny. Well, yeah, and then, like... <laughs> Ed whispers in front of a police officer, like, they don't believe our story. Do you remember the story? What did you tell them? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, well, he's right behind you, bro. <laughs> at first, yeah, when he, like, looked over his shoulder, I was like, oh, he doesn't know the cop was there. But then he, like, continues to do it, and I was like, oh, he's just supposed to be talking really quietly. <laughs> yeah. It's just a small room, that's all. <laughs> um, yeah. That's the last of my notes, though. I Deliverance. Really like wow, ending. what a ride. <laughs> What what a wild canoe ride! Um, what a wild canoe! <laughs> um, so this I'm not 100 sure if it's true. Um, I mean I'm sure half of it is, but uh, I found conflicting facts. So supposedly to save money, the actors performed their own stunts, um, which resulted in uh, Burt Reynolds replacing. So in that scene where they go over the waterfall, uh-huh. um, they had a dummy. Like a Burt Reynolds dummy in place yeah. of him at first, and everyone was like, "Oh, it looks so bad." Burt Reynolds was like, "Oh, I'll fucking do it." And oh, jeez, yeah, he broke his cossacks, his tailbone. No, keep um, your feet out. Yep, in real life, and so then <laughs> when it was all said and done, he was like being like 
fixed up or put in an ambulance. He's like, how did it look? Like, please tell me it looked good. Like, did it look better? He expected a good result. And the director was like, it looks like a dummy going over a waterfall. <laughs> it looked just uh... as funny. Um, but so the thing about the actors performing their own stunts is obviously Burt Reynolds did that because he broke his tailbone. But I also read a fact on IMDb uh, that one of the stunt doubles, I think it was Lewis's stunt double or Burt Reynolds stunt double. One of the two. Anyways, that he bought, he, he like owns now, how do I put this? He now owns one of the biggest canoeing, like whitewater rafting, uh, companies in the world. Whoa, full circle. Yeah. Um, also to add to that, where is it? I thought this was really cool. Uh, Rabin County where it was, uh, I guess took place. The tourism mm-hmm. increased to tens of thousands, and by 2012, it became the largest source of revenue in that county. Whoa. So they're like, oh, let's go whitewater rafting where Deliverance was shot. Um, Guys, keep your feet out. Can't stress it enough. Feet out. Uh, Donald feet out. Sutherland turned down the role of Ed because of the violence in the script. Okay, fair. A, a bunch of people. I read somewhere that Jack Nicholson was supposed to be in this movie. Oh my god. Which, thank god. <laughs> what I sometimes when I see all these big names that were almost cast, I'm like, thank god they didn't. Like I like the people that I love all the actors they picked in this movie. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um I think this is my last fact. But I thought this was odd. So the author, James Dickey, uh, came to set a lot and would argue with John Borman, the director. Um because I guess James Dickey wrote a script and then John Borman was like, oh, cool, thanks, and rewrote all of it. Um, <laughs> so they got into a lot of disagreements. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. So the author, James Dickey, showed up on set drunk one day and got into a fist fight with the director, broke his nose and four of his teeth. But now I guess they're best buds. And uh, he get, he got a cameo as, as one of the police uh, at the end of the movie. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And that's Deliverance. <laughs> <laughs> and that's us delivering Deliverance. Hello, everybody. I'm sorry. It's Spreadsheet Sasha again. For some reason, uh, the person we normally use to host our podcast has decided that this file is too big. That has literally never happened to me in 75 episodes. Honestly, I'm too tired to really deal with it right now. So this is now two episodes. Uh, check out part two. It's going to release the same day. So just, you know, let your playlist run. Okay. Thanks. Bye.